0: It is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me for session 30 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. Every year in October, we observe National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I definitely wanted to spend some time this month talking with you about domestic violence and specifically some of the red flags that you want to maybe consider when you're beginning a new relationship. So the information I'm going to share with you now comes from um, a website called caringunlimited.org. And of course, you will be able to find all of this information in the show notes. that'll be at therapyforblackgirls.com backslash session 30. So the handout says, the following is a list of red flags for you to notice and pay attention to when dating someone or beginning a new relationship. Some of them are indicators that the relationship may become abusive and others are positive indicators that you are becoming involved with an abuser. So one kind of quick note before we get into too deeply into this conversation. Um, So if you are if you already know that you are involved in a situation that has become violent or you are thinking it has the potential to become violent, you do want to be very careful about where you are listening to this information and having um, information like on your computer related to this. Um, So a lot of the websites that I'll be sharing with you today have what is called a quick exit. Um, So it'll be something that will allow you to kind of close down that page on your computer screen very quickly quickly in case the abusive person comes into the room and you don't want them to see you looking at this. So please do be mindful if you um, are in a violent situation. be very careful about where you where you're listening to and looking at this information. So the first category of behaviors that um, we want to pay attention to that could be considered some red flags are around quick involvement. So is it six months or less before this person wants to move in with you or become engaged to you? Does this person make claims of love at first sight? Do they say that you're the only one who can make them feel this way? Do they pressure you for commitment? The next category of behavior is related to unrealistic expectations. Do they compliment you in a way that makes you seem superhuman? Are they very dependent on you for all of their needs? Do they expect you to be perfect? Do they say things like, I am all you need. You are all I need. The next set of behavior is related to controlling behavior. Does the person advise you about how to dress without asking your advice? Do they pretend to be concerned for your safety or your productive use of time? Do they act like you don't have the ability to make good decisions? Do they become extremely worried or angry when you're late? Do they constantly question who you spend time with, what you did, wore, or said, and where you went? Do they insist that you check in constantly? Do they monitor your phone or email? Do they make you ask permission to do certain things? The next set of behavior is related to jealousy. Do they want to be with you constantly? Do they accuse you of cheating all the time? Do they follow you around or frequently call throughout the day? Do they have odd behaviors like checking your car mileage or asking friends to check in on you? The next set of red flag behaviors are related to isolation. Do they try to cut off all your resources? Do they put everyone down that you know and say things like your friends are stupid, promiscuous, or accuse you of cheating with them? Do they say things like your family is too controlling, your family doesn't really love you, or that you're too dependent on them? And do they make it difficult for you to go to school or work? The next set of red flag behavior is related to blaming others for your problems. So if there are problems at school or work, is it always someone else's fault? Do they say things like you're at fault for everything that goes wrong in the relationship? Do they blame others for their feelings? So do they make you feel responsible for how they feel? Saying things like, you made me mad, you're hurting me by not doing what I ask. I can't help being angry, you make me happy, you control how I feel. The next set of red flag behaviors is related to hypersensitivity. So is this person easily insulted? Do they see everything as a personal attack? Do they have tantrums about the injustice of things that have happened to them? Do they go off about small irritations? Do they look for fights? Do they tend to blow things out of proportion? The next set of red flag behaviors are related to being disrespectful or cruel to others. Do they punish animals or children cruelly? Are they insensitive to pain and suffering? Do they have high expectations of children beyond their abilities? Do they tease children or younger siblings until they cry? Do they have a tendency to not treat other people with respect? The next set of red flag behaviors is related to control during sex. So do you tend to have little control over whether you want sex or not? Does the person use sulking or anger to manipulate you into compliance? Do they make sexual or degrading jokes about you? Do they believe that women are inferior to men? Do they feel like they are unable to be a whole person without a relationship? The next set of red flag behaviors is related to being Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So do you notice things like sudden mood changes, like the person has two different personalities? Is the person one minute nice to you and texting you positive things, and then the next minute they're exploding? Or one minute they're really happy and the next minute they're really sad? The next um, red flag behavior that you would want to be concerned about is past battering. So you may hear the person was abusive to someone else they were in a relationship with and they may deny it saying it's a lie or that their ex was crazy or it wasn't that bad. The next set of red flag behaviors you'd want to be concerned about are breaking and striking objects. Do they say that they break things as punishment? Do they break your cherished possessions? Do they beat on the table with their fists? or throw objects at, around, or near you. And finally, the next set of red flag behaviors you want to be concerned about is any force during an argument. So do they physically restrain you from leaving a room? Do they push or shove you? So again, all of these things you would want to look at, and cumulatively, if you have many yeses to the things that I have read off, then you could be in a situation where you're dealing with someone who is abusive. So I think that when we tend to talk about domestic abuse types of situations, The stereotype or the idea that tends to come to mind is somebody being physically abusive. So somebody who has hit their partner. But research and researchers who do this work have actually identified at least six different types of abuse that tend to occur in domestic abuse types of situations. So there is economic abuse. So things like preventing the person from going to work or sending harassing emails to the person at work, or sending nude pictures to coworkers to embarrass you. Those kinds of things that interfere with um, your ability to actually make a living for yourself. There's economic abuse, sexual abuse. So, of course, forcing someone to engage in sexual activity against their will. Physical abuse, like we talked about, is the most easily identified. So, somebody hitting you or punching you. Verbal abuse, so saying things like you're stupid and always putting you down, those kinds of things. Emotional abuse, so engaging in manipulative types of behaviors to kind of con- to control you or guilting you into situations that you may not feel comfortable with. And there is also technological abuse. And I do want to spend some more time today talking about that one, because I do think with the advent of social media and the increases in technology that we continue to see, it has made it much easier for abusive partners to engage in some of this behavior. And I often have um, clients who will not really be paying attention to the ways that partners are attempting to control their behaviors through technology. So things like your partner requiring you to um, give them the passwords to all of your email accounts or your social media accounts, or things like going through your voicemail or your text messages. I think that some of those things we tend to um, interpret as oh the person just really cares but it actually is an attempt to control Um, because in a healthy relationship you don't need to have all of that access to your partner's personal um accounts like that so we shouldn't kind of laugh that kind of stuff off because it definitely can be a sign of something bigger So a few examples of um, what people are describing as technological abuse are monitoring your email communication. So like I mentioned, requiring you to give them the passwords, Um, sending you repeated emails or messages. So, you know, you've maybe asked them to not email you and they continue to email you until they get a response. Using your online identity to post false information or to send your demographic information and or pictures to sexually oriented or porn sites. Using, using social network sites like Facebook and Twitter to get information about you and to monitor who sends you messages and who your friends are. So again, I think we often see um, jokes online about a partner looking through the pictures that you've liked online and making comments like, Oh, I saw you like so-and-so's picture. You better stay away from them. And that kind of thing, sometimes we interpret as a joke, but again, could be indicative of a much bigger issue. Also using GPS using gps devices to monitor your location so i think most of us are familiar with the different apps and things that are on our phones that allow us to like locate our phone if we lose it or the things that allow us to use the different um map applications that we need to kind of travel around our cities but Sometimes abusive partners will also use this type of information and require you to like turn this feature on in your phone so that they can keep track of where you're going. So I do think that we want to continue to pay attention to the way that technology is being used by abusive partners to continue that power and control. So we definitely could talk much more about this topic, um, but I do want to call your attention to my sister in psychology and podcasting. Um, Dr. Natalie Jones has a podcast called A Date With Darkness, and Dr. Jones is an expert in narcissistic behavior and um, abusive relationships and so her podcast I think you really would want to check it out for more information about some of these topics. Um, She has many excellent episodes but two that I think could be really important to check out related to today's discussion are one about um, psychological abuse so she talks much more in depth about um, the way that abusers try to manipulate our minds to engage in this abusive power. And she also has one that has great detail and tips for leaving an abusive relationship. So if that is something that you are struggling with or a situation you find yourself in, then I really would encourage you to check out that podcast because she offers some excellent strategies there to help you to navigate that situation. So again, the name of the podcast is A Date With Darkness, and I will definitely include that in the show notes. We also had an on-the-porch question this week related to this topic. So the listener says, what do you do about possessive ex-boyfriends who cause you to feel guilty for ending the relationship or not getting back into the relationship with them? And so we've talked about a lot of this information already, um, but it really is important to note that an manipulation and guilt are one of the main um, devices that abusers will use in a situation to try to control the situation. So they will, you know, try to make you feel bad about yourself or guilt you into staying in the relationship probably much longer than you've wanted to because they know exactly what buttons to push. Um, so it's really important to, to note that um, people who are typically abusers tend to be abusive in most of their relationships. So they have kind of mastered this skill of kind of being able to kind of spot the areas where you maybe feel insecure or be able to use some information like from your childhood related to relationships so that they know exactly what areas they can kind of manipulate and guilt you around. And so I think one of the first things related to this that we need to pay attention to is to be compassionate and gentle with ourselves. Um, You know, I think that there is often a lot of times a tendency to kind of want to pick apart our own behavior and figure out What did we do to end up in a situation like this? Or why is this person treating me this way? And I do think you want to just be very gentle with yourself and know that there's not anything that you did that caused this person to be abusive to you. I also think it could be helpful to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with friends and family who believe you and support you so that When this person is trying to engage in these these manipulative and guilt tactics, that person can offer you a reality check and remind you, hey, you know, that person's just trying to get in your head again. Don't fall for it. I'm here to support you. You know, you want to be able to have supportive others in your lives because again, remember we talked about. Um, abusers will try to isolate you. So if you have supportive family and friends in your corner, then it's harder for them to kind of lure you into that abusive space and they can offer a reality check for you. And I would also, again, like I just mentioned, um, suggest that you check out the Date with Darkness podcast because I think it, it offers lots of insights around what kinds of things you can do so that you don't um, end up manipulated in these situations again. So please check that out. So I would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Um, if there are other things that you feel like you would like to add to the conversation, other red flags that you've seen in relationships that you think other people should be aware of, please make sure to share that with us. Um, make sure to use the hashtag TBG in session. You can find us on Twitter at therapy4, the number 4 B Girls, And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at therapy 4 Girls. If you are looking for a therapist related to these issues or other issues, I would strongly encourage you to use the Therapy for Black Girls directory to find a therapist in your area. You can find that by going to therapyforblackgirls.com backslash directory. And if you are a therapist and would like to make your information available for people to easily find you and work with you in your practice, please head over to therapyforblackgirls.com backslash being listed. And I definitely want to continue this conversation with you over in the Facebook group. So if you are not a member of the Thrive Tribe, then please join us over there. You can find that at therapyforblackgirls.com backslash tribe. As always, I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with you all real soon. Take good care.